This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Humility, it might not be what you think it is. In fact, a lot of times we get what the true definition of humility is wrong. My guest today is here to set the record straight, and he was hilarious in doing so. Father Augustine Weta, a Benedictine priest, a teacher, and a rugby coach, discusses his new book, Humility Rules, St. Benedict's 12-Step Guide to Genuine Self-Esteem. You are not going to want to miss this one, friends. Here he is, Father Augustine. Hey, Father. Hello. Good morning. Rugby, huh? Rugby? Yeah, a little too much rugby. 18 years of rugby. I got hit in the head so many times. I have a permanent tremor in my hand. My goodness gracious. So did you play for college? I played for Rice and University in Houston, and then I played at Oxford, and then uh, I kept playing when I came back to the U.S. I have interviewed interviewed a lot of people on my show, but never a monk slash rugby coach. Uh, How about a monk that got attacked by a shark? (laughs) You're kidding. (laughs) Are you kidding? Uh, no, no. Actually, if you, uh, ironically, or no, maybe it's not ironic, but anyway, if you look, if you do a Google search for "surfing monk nearly eaten by shark," I'm the first thing that comes <laughs> up. <laughs> you are kidding me! Wait, you so you surf? Yeah, yeah. And you almost uh, got eaten by a shark. Now, now you got to tell me the story. Well, uh, to be honest, I was probably more in danger if I had been in the presence of a moose or a very large pig. But uh, there, there had been some sharks sighted out in the water, but. I only get a couple of weeks every year with my family, and so. Oh yeah, uh, why not? When you well, when you've only got a couple of weeks to go surfing, you you take your breaks where you can get them, and so. You make it count, you know. So they say there's sharks in the water, and you're like, hey, you know, whatever. I'm just going to go out there and do it. Yeah, there are about two or three other guys out there, and we were laughing about it. And then, uh, just like in the movies, one of them says. Oh, my goodness, shark. Actually, he didn't say, oh, my goodness. But anyway, he said, shark. <laughs> and I turned around to him, and I said, yeah, very funny, good joke, you know, just like in the movies. And then the two of them started paddling for the shore, and I look around, and sure enough, there's the fin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, and yeah, you didn't it's eat- one of those experiences that makes you meditate on the nature of shortness of life and uh, death and all that sort of good Benedictine stuff. You're living on the edge, man. <laughs> well, I think that's why my mother's so glad I'm in a monastery. Well, and this is <laughs> you're a smart mom, and this has uh, probably taught you a lot of humility in life. Well, yeah, uh, lots of things have taught me humility. <laughs> I, exactly. uh, I, when when I told the novices I had written a book on humility, they, none of them looked surprised, and one of them even said, "Oh, well, yes, of course you did." I said, well, "Why is that?" He says, "Well, you have so many good reasons to be humble." <laughs> I love it. Take me back for a second here. Uh, yeah. You you decide you want to become a monk. You want to become a priest. Uh, sure. Where did that come from? Oh, man. Well, it probably started when I was little, and then uh, around my teenage years, I decided that wasn't an option anymore. And then uh, I came to St. Louis to go to graduate school, uh, met these monks, and it's just the most extraordinary place. I, I absolutely fell in love with the place. Almost literally, 
fell, no, literally fell in love with the place. I couldn't stay away. I was telling all my yeah. friends. Um, my uh, the young woman I was dating at the time started to have nightmares that I'd become a monk. I didn't realize <laughs> it. I didn't think I was capable of it. But anyway, one thing led to dreams. another. She was literally having dreams that you would become a a, a priest. Yeah, yeah, she had nightmares. Uh, it. The funny thing is, I, I don't even know if I should say this on the radio, but I used to, uh, my mother's an artist, so she taught me how to draw. And I used to draw her eyes in the corners of my notes when I got bored in, in school, in uh, you know, grad school. Uh, and I looked back at my notes, and at a certain point I had stopped drawing her, and I had started drawing little pictures of monks in the march. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is hilarious. So what, really, what is a monk? Like clear clear a monk. the Air Force. A lot of people don't know. What, what is a monk? Well, a monk is a man who prays, and that's that's really the basic. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. We you know, we come together and we devote ourselves entirely to praying, um, and then of course we have to su- support ourselves. So some monks brew beer, and some monks make cakes, and our monastery runs a high school, which is where this book came from. Some monks get, uh, you know, almost attacked by sharks. You know, that's just kind of the way it is, right? Well, you'd be surprised at the variety of people that become monks. We've got a monk who was a philosopher, a monk who was top of his class at Harvard, a monk who was special forces in uh, Burma, uh, a monk who was a Marine, a monk who worked in the movies. We've got all kinds of crazy guys. Of all We've the... even got a crazy monk. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Of all the places you could go, though, you picked the Benedictines. Yeah, I, my abbot keeps asking me why I didn't join the Franciscans, but I don't know. There's something about the antiquity of it. You know, we predate the oldest orders by about a thousand years, and so it's um, there's something about the fact they've been around for so long, and I really like wearing a habit. Yeah, so I kind of need the habit, actually. Without do you think it, your superior? Do you think your superior might be trying to tell you something? Yeah, he's been trying to tell me something for <laughs> twenty years now. <laughs> I don't know how much of it. I, when when he made me the postulant master, I, I it totally took me by surprise, and I said, "Father Abbott, I'm a terrible monk." And he said, "Yeah, but your heart's in the right place." <laughs> <laughs> I say that to my kids as yeah. well. Uh, Father Augustine Wett is my guest right now. He's got a book, Humility Rules, St. Benedict's 12-Step Guide to Genuine Self-Esteem. I like that, genuine self-esteem, because a lot of times we think humility just means kind of backing away or beating ourselves up. You say it's just the opposite. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think if you're really good at something or you have something really wonderful or you're really good-looking or whatever, that it does God no service to downplay that. If you have gifts... Well, you, you should ignore it. I have a friend who, who I met at Oxford who uh, lives in a castle, and we were going to his house for Christmas. And we came around the bend, and I saw it, and I went, whoa! <laughs> and he looked at me, and he said, yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> That's awesome. I think, you know, if God gives you a castle, you don't say, oh, well, it needs work. You know, uh, oh, but it's so much trouble to keep up. You You thank God for your castle, you know? And... It surprised me at the time, but I think that's real humility. You can be proud of the things of your gifts because they don't belong to you, really. Hmm. And and I think that's exactly where, in the perspective we have to have, right? That all comes from God. Everything. All Absolutely. And that's where I think the whole self-esteem movement has gone wrong. You know, we tell kids, you're perfect just the way you are, and 
follow your dreams, and we get we filled them with these empty sort of narcissistic uh, uh, cliches that that are really more likely to focus them in on themselves and away from God and turn them into sort of uh, angry, <laughs> uh, self-absorbed, uh, sad little kids, you know, and then when they get off to college, they say, well, what what was all this? This is all nonsense, you know, as many of us well, I, do. I, on books that I read my son, there's one uh, particular one for my son and daughter that I read them, uh, and it says, there's a line in there that says, and you can be whatever you want to be in this life, and, and to the yeah. annoyance of my wife, I always change those words, and I right, say, you right. can't, it, what you can't always tell be. Somebody. Right, my, exactly. My right. abbot had polio when he was two years old. He's never going to be, you know, a track star. He cannot be whatever he wants to be. But he's right. one of the most capable men I've ever known. <laughs> so there's a difference. And this is... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there's a difference between um, uh, ambition or, or confidence and this foolish um, conviction. I guess that's the difference between hope and expectation, right? We, we hope for heaven, but we don't expect it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there's a certain sort of submission, right? My life is not my own. Ooh, and my yes. life belongs to Christ Jesus. So if he is who he says he is, if God really is who he says he is, then what he wants for my life, what he wants is going to be infinitely better than what I want. That's yeah. humility. Yeah, yeah. Submission, yes. Um, what, heroic docility is, is a phrase that one of the church fathers used. And, I, you know, none of our heroes are docile. <laughs> you can't, I, I have trouble thinking of James Bond or Batman as docile. Right, but sure. Mary has this supernatural docility, you know, and, and yet at the same time she's not afraid to say, "All generations will call me blessed." Right, mm. <laughs> I'm going to be famous forever, but at the same time it's all deflected onto God, right? And and none of it is none of it is her doing. She doesn't say, "I made the greatest decision in the history of humanity." She says, "My soul magnifies the Lord." Not anything I've done. It's just the fact that I am, which is what makes her so great. Any, and you think of anyone that could eventually control their own destiny after she made, you know, uh, the, the fastest growing religious order uh, <laughs> right now, you know, Mother Teresa. Sure. And, you know, eventually she got to the point where she was she was in control of the religious order. Obviously, she was the mother superior and it was mm. growing rapidly. And yet what what was such a cross for her was to go out to the people to stand in front of those large crowds to be able to mm. travel so often as she did. She just wanted to be with the poor. And, right. and yet, but she knew what God was calling her to do, and it was through humility. But you know, the other thing is, and I, I've thought about this often, that that she she talked about Jesus in the distressing disguise of the poor. So mm-hmm. even to Mother Teresa, some of these people were distressing. You know, she wanted to be with them, but they were also kind of icky. <laughs> wow. Uh, Father Augustine Wett has got a new book out, friends, Humility Rules, St. Benedict's 12-Step Guide to Genuine Self-Esteem. you got a great picture there of St. Benedict, kind of old-school picture with a skateboard in his hand. I like yeah, that. I illustrated the whole thing myself. Don't tell me you skateboard, too. Uh, no, I tried that once, fell down, and decided never to do it again. You know what they say did about you... getting right back up and getting on the bike? I don't. <laughs> did, you, did you draw that? Uh, no, but what I did was I went through old manuscripts and paintings and found 
paintings of monks, and then I photoshopped skateboards and surfboards and <laughs> things into the paintings. And so it looks like you sound like a guy I really want to hang out with, man. Well, Where okay, are come you down located? to St. Louis. You're invited. St. <laughs> Louis. I, next time I get down there, man, I'm going to look you up. All right, you I wish sound you like would. a fun guy. I love it, man. Uh, uh, Father Augustine Weta, uh, the book is titled Humility Rules. Uh, check it out at uh, Divine Treasures. If they don't have it, they'll order it for you. Otherwise, you can get it at Ignatius.com. Father, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, my, my pleasure. That was really fun. Let's do it again. I had a lot of fun this morning. We'll do it again. I promise you that. So there you have it, friends. I love it. He's a guy I want to hang out with. I'm serious. And when I go to St. Louis next, I'm going to look him up. That guy needs to be a vocations director or something. Too much fun. Get his book, by the way, too. You will not miss it in the Catholic bookstores. St. Benedict with a skateboard in his hand. Good stuff. Thanks to Father Augustine Weta, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website, Your Catholic Life Podcast, as well. I'm John Linetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.